Hi, you're listening to We Digress with the Beddows. I'm Deb, and this is Dave. Hello. And today we are talking about promises. I'm going to do one and then you do one. Okay. Okay, I'm going to say, if you heard a weird gap right there or a weird cut, uh, we edited because even though we digress, sometimes we really digress. We recorded this earlier uh, <laughs> and we had a whole, we had the whole episode and then uh, it got to the point where there was some sort of message flashing at us and wah, 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 the entire episode was not recorded because there was not enough room. Not enough memory. Not enough memory. So um, it's been a little bit difficult, actually, to recreate this episode. The lost episode was so good. <laughs> it was. There was insight. We laughed. We cried. Yes. I have no idea what we're talking about. I know. So it's February, and all month we've been talking about love. We are about to celebrate our what? 27th anniversary? Yes, 27 blissful years. 20 <laughs> don't sound like they're blissful. No, they're very blissful. Constant <laughs> state of bliss. But anyway, we were talking about promises. And because, yeah, you know, we promise. made this like ultimate promise to each other to have and to hold, <laughs> to love and to cherish from mm-hmm. this day forward. And sickness and health. Yes. At our ceremony which was February 29th, 1992, which looks great on paper, but apparently the 29th only happens every four years. Right, and I just—I do want to make clear, I thought we were going to talk about this later, but I'll just talk about it now. It just worked out that that was the day that worked. Yeah. And we actually kind of went around and around. So it wasn't like we were going to be the... The um, weirdos. Yeah, the quirky TV sitcom couple. Because your birthday's not on April 1st or anything. And and I expect gifts from all our listeners. (laughs) And our anniversary is the 29th. So So, that just worked out that way. But it is kind of funny. Sure. And so, you know, so we joke about that every four years when we actually do have an anniversary, we have to have a big deal. Let's me off the hook all the other ones. But this is an off year. So that means that our anniversary actually doesn't exist this year. Right. I know. But anyway, I know why I brought that up, the wedding ceremony, because do you remember when we were doing the vows, uh, we had the ring ceremony and we were exchanging rings. Mm -hmm. And what your dad, who was doing the ceremony, he asked, and it's standard practice, to ask what token. By what token? Yes. Do you pledge your trough? (laughs) I don't know if that's. I don't know if you. I don't know what a trough, why you're. I would actually use a trough to it's, pledge my trough. I think it's troth. T-R-O-T-H. Trough. I should look this up. Anyway, the point is, we had, had been at somebody else's wedding and whispered this to each other. And then we uh-huh. whispered on the day that, by what token? And I said, a toaster. And I said, a beanbag. But nobody, I don't think anybody <laughs> Nobody heard. else heard. But we were giggling during our exchange of I wasn't rings. giggling. I was laughing a hearty, manly laugh. <laughs> So that's now you have a little bit more insight into the Beddows and who we are. But anyway, one of the promise stories I was thinking of, and a lot of you who have had small children, they will make you keep your promises, yes. right? You <laughs> you might have a kid who really holds you to something. So you, you learn to be careful what you say because that kid is going to remember. Right. If you say, hey, we can't go to the park today because I'm tired. We'll go to the park tomorrow just to try and put them off so they leave you alone or mm-hmm. something like that, right? Yep. They'll be up. Early in the morning, ready to go. Backpack and you'll on. be like, where are you going? And you said we're going to the park. Right. We have one. It's we like have, that. We have 
a child like that, and we made a pretty big promise to that one. There was a Christmas. We were hoping to get a dog. We were hoping to get a dog, and we weren't at a place where we could do that. We were moving, and we thought, you know, this would be a good time. We can go ahead and and do that. So for Christmas... Got like a dog dish, a leash, and I think a collar, dog bone maybe. And wrote a little note saying that as soon as we had a house with a yard, a fenced yard, that he could have a dog. And then we proceeded to move to a series of, I think, three different places, uh-huh. at least, uh-huh. um, over the next several years, where we, where we couldn't, didn't have a yard, we couldn't yes. have a dog. And just through circumstances, we, we just couldn't have one. And then we finally bought a house, and he was a senior, senior in high, high school. school. So how long were we in the house? Maybe a week. Long enough for him to unpack his stuff. So about a week, week and a half after he kind of finally moved in and was going through all his boxes, he comes up the stairs... With that dog dish mm-hmm. that was probably five years, six seven, years, seven yeah. years, something like that old. Seven years old. That it had been that long since we... And so, what did he say Completely to sincerely, like, so when are we getting the dog? And we're like, <laughs> you're a senior in high school. You won't even be able to enjoy it. You're going off to college. And he was like, you promised. <laughs> and we did. And we... We love that dog. We do love that dog. But... I was I crack up sometimes because I think about the verse in Proverbs that says when you make a promise you swear to your your own hurt and never change. I don't know what version of the Bible that is that says that, but sometimes having her Revised has been Deb definitely standard. swearing to your own hurt. She is a big dog. Started and... out little, adorable little lab. Now she's 110 pounds. We call her the pig bear dog because when she lays down she looks like a pig. She makes noises like a bear and she's also protective and snuggly like a dog. But promises back to we're digressing here about the dog. <laughs> but definitely about love. We love that dog. And we're glad we went through that first year of when that boys. kid was at college and we had to train that dog, which is a nightmare. But it did remind us of the importance of promises. And maybe you're really good at this, mm-hmm. of just not making a lot of promises. I don't know if that's a good thing. No, I think that. it is. Like you think ahead, you know, you let your yes be yes and your no be no. Like, and I don't know whether that's something that you've learned over the years or something, a decision you actually made at some point. I think it's because I have often said yes in the past and sometimes I've said yes because I really want to do something commitment really is what is what right. a prom- that kind of promise amounts to is making a commitment and I think it's not so much the promise that I'm wary of as the commitment level and because I've overcommitted myself in the past so now I try really hard not to and some of that is from having a kid who is going to keep you to your promises but also knowing in myself that I I, I don't want I don't like to be tied down <laughs> Yeah, no, I mean, you... I made the ultimate promise that we're celebrating this month, and yeah. you can't tie me down on just about any other Anything promise. Anything else, yeah. <laughs> well, and it is true, our personalities, because I, I struggle with, I'm a pleaser, mm-hmm. and I want to fix. I'm also that personality that I want to help, and I think the positive side of that is like, yeah, I definitely want to help people. I want to care for people. I'd love to hear and help with their problems, and mm-hmm. the negative, the, the shadow side of that is I'm a pleaser. So if somebody's needing help, I will commit or promise Mm -hmm. because at that moment, I absolutely, I just want to, it's aspirational that I, yes, of course I'll help you. And then later think about it like, oh, there's no way I can do that. (laughs) But you know, that, that thing though has matured over the years until now, I think it, you'll make a promise because you want to make that promise and it's more learning which promises you actually can make. Right. Yeah. Thank you. Of course I've, I've worked through that over the years, but my instinct maybe, and you're, we're a great combination because you are much more of a romantic. 
I actually think I'm more of a promise evoker, which means that when a passionate person, when you think, and we use this from childhood, mm-hmm. when you want to emphasize something, you're like, oh no, I promise. Or when you really want to make sure that someone's going to follow through on something and you want them to promise. And there's this romantic notion of promise that, you know, looking back on it, when you were using pills, my instinct when you when I would catch you was to make you promise something. Right. So I would be I, I would say something like, please promise me you won't do this again or please promise me you aren't lying or trying to pull a promise out and you would promise me and then later right. I would go back and say, but you promised as though then suddenly you are lying when in reality, we look back at that time and, and look at what was going on in your head. I fully intended to keep that promise. It wasn't lying. Right. I mean, it was aspirational. And maybe yes. in reality, I was saying that to A, add gravitas to what I was saying. Yes, mm-hmm. I never want to do that. Your romantic was like, I want the world to look this certain way, to mm-hmm. be this certain way. And for it to be that way, you have to change. Mm-hmm. And so promise you'll change. And I would be like, of course, I want you to be happy. I don't want to be this way anymore. I don't like this in myself, and I'd promise, when really, if if we're going to be like semantically accurate, I should have been saying, I promise to get help, Mm -hmm. or I promise to, you know, knowing that I couldn't just do it on my own, and it's a bigger discussion, but the reality was a promise wasn't a contract. It was a, we take it sometimes as a contract, and it should be, and I think that's why we want to be careful not to over-promise or anything, but maybe also like you're saying, is when someone promises us, probe a little deeper maybe sometimes, Mm -hmm. or hold lighter to that. Yeah, I think there's different levels of promises. Oh, maybe yeah, maybe promise is more of a broad term, like we talked about before, covenant, which yeah. would be a marriage sure. covenant. Vow. And a contract being like a promissory note, the promise to pay kind of a thing. But I think what's really interesting, interesting to me with someone whose behavior is not what we want is what we're looking for when we're trying to extract a promise from someone <laughs> is control. Mm-hmm. that I want you to make this promise to me that you're not going to do this thing again. The reality of that is in that time, you did not have control over your own behavior. Mm-hmm. And so sometimes we think that we're going to, as a person married to someone who was struggling with addiction, sometimes I would think that if I can just get him to live up to his promise... And I'm looking for the promise rather than the healing behind it. Oh, wow. And I'm looking for you to fulfill your promise rather than looking for you to be healed from whatever it is that has a hold of you. And that is, that's the weird thing we get caught up in in a relationship that is dealing with addiction is that the part of the whole reason the person is in addiction to begin with is they don't have that control. If they had control over it, And if they could make good on that promise, you know, they would be healed. Right. And so what I'm what I'm thinking about with promises in that respect is being careful what you're asking someone for. What you really want the person to do is to get help. Right making them promise to live up to this standard, to abide by this rule, those things are not necessarily going to help them heal or resolve the problem. In a vacuum. Yes. Without all the rest. You know, right. so right now I can hear, as people are listening, I can feel it through the, not the <laughs> airwaves, 
through the internet, mm-hmm. people you know, getting sidetracked, maybe they're digressing in their brain mm-hmm. of things like, well, control. So understand that's a nuanced thing. So like uh, when we talk about me not being in control of my actions, you know, one of the things about being an addict is we have to admit we're out of control, uh-huh. um, which doesn't mean there's no responsibility. doesn't mean that right. we're not responsible for our actions. Um, so I just, I can feel that as, as we say that I want people to understand that, but there is a lack of control. You're thinking that a promise or a note or a contract, or um, if we think that that changing our mindset is really what's going to change it uh, or get us to the point we want to be, you're right. There's a control element on both sides. Yeah. You know, and maybe this is just because I just read a book and this kind of image and story is in my mind, but Trying to get a promise out of someone who is struggling with addiction and expecting them to abide by that promise is a lot like someone is drowning and you tell them that they just need to swim rather than, you know, throwing them a life preserver or jumping in after them. You're expecting them to do something that they can't do. And that's the the reason that they're struggling is because for some reason they cannot do that. Right. And that's a great point that... That yes, just like you're saying, the control or the in control, out of control thing is, yeah, the answer to someone drowning is to swim, of course, Mm -hmm. but they may not be able to swim at that point. Yeah. And that's a great point. So, you know, so these promises, I think that that we make, we make promises to each other for a variety of reasons. And I, I love your thought. I hadn't really thought of this, that there's this overarching idea. And again, not that it's just semantics, but... The, with, under the idea of making a promise, there are vows, there's contracts, there's commitments, there's mm-hmm. hope. You know, maybe sometimes it's just a thing we hope. Mm-hmm. I, I certainly understand in my personality saying I promise is is a lot of it just at trying to add weight to what I'm what I'm hoping. Mm-hmm. Trying to make like, I really yeah. hope this. Uh-huh. Like, I'm going to, I promise you I'm going to finish the bathroom downstairs by the end of the week. Really? No, not a chance that I'm going to be able to do that. <laughs> but the reality is I want you to know that what I really mean in Dave language is I'm going to really try hard to figure out how to fix that shower stall. That would be amazing. Where your personality or just anybody hearing that would think, oh, well, good. By Sunday midnight that's, or Saturday midnight, that's going to be done. Yeah. And and I have had to work hard over the years to change. I used to say it, I promise just to add weight to what I was hoping. Like... I want you to know I'm serious about this Yeah. rather than I'm committing to do this thing. And and I've worked hard to not say that anymore. That's so true, Dave, because we do use, um, I promise, as just adding emphasis and not necessarily as expecting people to bind us to it. Right. right. But but it's not fair to either side. It's not fair for me to say I promise and then expect you to understand I didn't really true. mean promise. True. So I've had to amend what I say. And I uh-huh. and, and I think we've the older we get at our age we should be better at this. <laughs> but it is a definitely like a little kid would do that, right? Yes. You know, some toddler runs up, I promise I'll be good. Or, yeah. You know, you're not gonna be good. You're four. The interesting thing is that we we are so picky about words. And words are important. I do agree with that. You, you're a speaker. I, I write and words are important, but sometimes we get so caught up in the word itself Uh in exacting a promise from some, from someone. And, and I think from my personality, I have to be careful though, that promising something, implying a promise, saying a promise, that Mm -hmm. when I do promise, it needs to mean something Mm -hmm. more than just, I really, you know, this is an important thing. So 
we've both had to amend how we hear something and how we say something Mm -hmm. that our yes is yes. And Mm -hmm. that we consider the cost. I mean, one of the things is I don't just want to say I'm going to fix the bathroom, you know, finish the the shower stall downstairs that by the end of the week uh, without thinking that through Mm -hmm. and going, actually, there's no way I can do that. I have no time this week, you Mm -hmm. know, and creating a false expectation. And so it is, words are super important and especially promise. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, the one reason we'll say, we'll throw out a promise sometimes or say a promise is it is an immediate thing Mm -hmm. and I can say it and hope it helps now. The truth is what helps is when I do it, when I fulfill it. And one of the things we learned when I was, you know, in recovery is to not promise, to just prove it, Mm -hmm. just show, not talk about it, not expect because I think just like what happened to you or with a kid, if you continually promise something and then can't fulfill it, eventually your promise means nothing. Right. And so that's why we're talking about that. That's, that's really the end point is that when I promise something now, I want it to mean something. Not just that I really want it to be true, but that I'm going to give everything I've got to to fulfill that. And, um, you know, your thing about a kid, when you're going through crisis, it's two different things to say, probably not super healthy to hug them and say, I promise everything's going to be okay. Mm-hmm. Where instead saying, I promise I'll, I, I love you or I'll always mm-hmm. love you. You know what I mean? That things that we don't have control of or things that we don't, we, we want to say, cause we want that to be true. We need to be careful to, especially with a kid, right. but with each other in a mm-hmm. marriage or in a, anything of to be, I'm going to promise what I actually can deliver. Yeah. And so that was a huge thing for me to learn. Mm-hmm. I've played that chip too often back then, and now what I need to do is prove it. Mm-hmm. And that's it's been huge for me in big promises and in little promises. You know, one of my great joys now is to have one of those projects and actually go do them. The fence. Yeah. To say, you know, I'm going to work on the fence this weekend. And the old day would then think, well, I wonder, I'll, I'll try and work on the fence. But mm-hmm. to me, like, doesn't matter. Rain, shine, we're going out there and working on this fence. It's a great feeling. That's a, that's a whole different experience. Yeah, I think where that leaves me then is that I also don't feel more like I need to extract promises. And I think mainly because I have learned that that's ineffective. It's, mm. It doesn't make someone better. It doesn't make them do better or be better to make them promise something. You know, especially if it's not in their power to promise it, oh, which wow. is what... Yeah. what they don't realize. And so I think that's a point of tremendous discouragement to families who are dealing with addiction, who are in recovery, is that they they don't understand that the, the word, you know, someone giving their promise, instead of, instead of seeing it for really what it is, which takes a while to understand it and see it from that person, we take it as a truth. And so then when they break that promise, suddenly they're a liar on top of all their other faults. Wow. Yeah. And when the reality is they're not, they're not able to make that promise. They're not able to sustain that promise uh, yet. Wow. There may come a day right. when they can make good on that promise, 
but we go to that well over and over just because it's human nature and we've done it since we were little kids right. you know we make these pinky promises and we make good. these you know we make all these promises that we think strengthen the relationship or mend a relationship right. yes that's true when those promises are made good on but what happens when the person on the other end of that promise who's making that promise can't fulfill that promise it only further damages the relationship right. just like it does with a kid it does the same thing in a marriage relationship both um, sides it, both sides it does it, the promisee it, and the promiser yeah yeah so i think you know as much as we want in marriage we want to romanticize this idea of i'll promise you this and it, it's going to happen it's it's more wrecking learning to recognize when that's wishful thinking or when that is an act of desperation, mm. or when it is just trying to pacify or or mend in the, the conflict in the moment, I think it takes um, it takes some wisdom and some discernment to look past what's being said to the other side of that promise and what actually is on the other side. And I think that doesn't mean that you, you know, slam the door in their face and say, you can't promise me anything. You know, I don't believe a word you're saying, but recognize that the need in that moment actually is for help. Yeah. And maybe we end on this, that going all the way back, absolutely, which is way more powerful than demanding mm -hmm. a commitment or a contract. Going, there are times though, then that makes the vows we have made super powerful. So those vows we made in you know in front of that church there are times you have to go back and go yeah i'm frustrated i'm scared i'm angry i'm hurt but you know what i made this promise and i'm going to stick with it and yeah. and we can talk about you know sticking with it another time but but we're going to celebrate it we're going to celebrate it this uh, this weekend so that'll be fantastic 27 years of keeping that promise yeah thank you so thank you we digressed really far you have no idea this how far is, we digress yeah, there's going to be a lot of editing this time fantastic thank you so much